Hello and welcome to the Sound on Sound People and Music Industry podcast with me, Sam Ingalls. In this special episode, I'm talking to some of the people who've been nominated in the 2023 MPG Awards. And right now, I'm very delighted to be joined by Cecil Bartlett. Hey, Cecil, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, really well, thank you. Um, congratulations on the nomination. That's amazing. Uh, thank you very that much. That must have made you very happy. Yeah, very surprised. I, I didn't nominate myself, and I don't know who. I didn't know who nominated me at all. So it came as a real surprise to to see that. So it's like the sort of secret Santa of music production. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Excellent. Well, um, tell us a little bit about yourself. I mean, how did you get into music production? I guess probably sort of a similar way to a lot of people. I was always in bands growing up um, and then we went into the studio and recorded like a bit of an EP and stuff and I was kind of that set something going in me of like this is quite cool and I was always the kid who set up the PA and stuff and I kind of as I got a bit older I kind of um, was more and more interested in how the music was made rather than the actual playing of it and found I was better at the technical side of things rather than the actual playing. So kind of shifted my focus and then I applied to do work experience in London over and over again and eventually came down and I was really fortunate that the second week that I came down to London on work experience I met Flood and we got on like a house of fire and I didn't leave. (laughs) Excellent. So you were working at Flood's studio in in Willesden? Yeah, that's that's where I started uh, his studio. Yeah, and that that led what up through being an assistant and an engineer. Yeah, yeah. So that was like uh, a decade ago, and with Flood, I kind of dived straight into basically being an assistant straight away off the bat, as well as doing tiers and everything, uh, and then went on to engineering records, and uh, I've co-produced records with him, and then I've ended up uh, performing on records for him as well, kind of like as a I'm not a traditional musician in any sense or anything like that, but like kind of creating some sounds to make a record a bit more interesting sort of thing. Because I guess traditionally there would have been two routes into being a a record producer. You'd either do what you've done and come up through engineering or perhaps you'd have come in for being a musician or an arranger and leave the engineering to be handled by technical staff at a studio. How important do you think it is to have that sort of engineering background to be a producer? It's a good question because if you'd asked me that question 10 years ago, I said it's absolute paramount. Uh, And I I still think there's a huge amount of value in coming up in the old school, kind of like how I did the old school way of, you know, T-boy, assistant, engineer, really learning the craft of engineering and then before making the step up. But I still think there's a lot of value in coming at it more from like a musician songwriting sort of point of view. It's a it's a hard one to say. I'd say because of I, I guess I hold hold it dear because it's how I've come through it, and it's a bit kind of view it as maybe it's a little bit of a dying art coming through the old school system. I think there is a, a massive value in it, and it kind of gets overlooked a little bit sometimes. But there's many ways to skin the cat, as I say. Well, I guess you've had both perspectives really because you've trained under Flood who did come up through that old school music industry and then you're of a, a newer generation yourself. Mm. So t- tell us a little bit about the projects for which you've been nominated. I guess the main one that I've been nominated for is the Big Moon's um, third album, Here Is Everything, which is their last record that came out. And uh, I kind of, I've worked with the Big Moon for a, a long time. I engineered their first record and we kind of, we remained friends and I've kind of done bits and pieces of tracks for them here and there in the meantime between... Uh, the first record and this one. I didn't work on the second one. Uh, And then they sent me the third record where they'd got up to. 
and kind of and, uh, at, the, at the crossroads of where they were like, well, we've kind of got to the point where we're sort of happy with it. We're just not, we might need a little bit of work on it. We're not quite sure. They, they kind of wanted to do a bit more, but they weren't quite sure what they were going to do with it. And they kind of asked me to help them out with a bit of engineering to facilitate their ideas. And then at the same time, Juliet, she wrote four more songs and they kind of needed to, they wanted to add them to the record. So they asked me to just get on board to help them with those four songs. So I kind of like did four songs from scratch with them, and but I did little bits and pieces on the existing material that they'd already done before as well. So was it difficult to get those four new songs to sort of gel with the material they'd already recorded themselves? I guess to a degree... I mean, it's always helpful because they're all they're all written by the same person and performed by the same band. And the thing that sets any any band apart is those people in the room together playing together don't sound like anyone else. But I'd say that maybe the songs that Juliet had written since the album thing, uh, the original album tracking, were maybe slightly more poppy. So it's just trying to make sure that we didn't go too far in that direction. We still made it feel like it was a band playing a pop song. So you didn't have an album where it's like a band playing together for the for the entire album and then you've got four songs which are like just super uh, over-the-top pop songs sort of thing. And so it was kind of, we, we always had a kind of a bit of a North Star of the original material sort of thing to make sure that it fit, it fit in. And are they the sort of band that records in a fairly traditional fashion trying to get the sound of a band in a room or, or is it much more of a produced thing? I would say um, it changes song by song. But majority of the, at least in my experience of working with them, the, the majority of the songs we tend to start with all the band in the room playing the tracks and try and get as much of the backing track down with the band playing there together because they gel really well together and they feed off each other really well. And if you end up getting a backing track that's got a lot of great energy in it, but maybe a few mistakes here and there, then we can patch them up later. So you tend to do that in a studio where you can isolate amps and things and get clean signals for every source. Yeah, as much as possible. I don't mind if there's a little bit of bleed and a little bit of interplay between this, what was played because quite a lot of the time, say you take a direct amp, say someone's made one mistake on an amp and it's bleeding into other stuff and you take that out and you put an overdub that fixes that bit, then as long as the mistake wasn't wildly, wildly <laughs> wrong, then you kind of it kind of adds a bit of like sonic glue where you're not quite sure what's what you're hearing and, it, and it'll all gel together, the, the hope at least. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, uh, I'm a really important element of any production is is vocal production. Is that something you'd pay a lot of particular attention to? I pay a lot of attention to making sure that whoever's singing is feeling comfortable and in the right place. And whether that be we sit down next to each other and we go through it line by line, or they want to go off into their own space and, and just feel like they're in their own world... Um, a lot of the vocals actually on the Big Moon record, Juliet sang at home on her own because it felt right for the for the record and the and the subject matter of what she was singing about. It it's a record that's basically about her journey of becoming a mother, uh, and a lot of it's about uh, her child and and her feelings. And she just wanted to be at the place where which made the most sense to her for for when she was singing it. And I'm not going to get in the way of that. But if a singer has a, a a very strong idea of how they want to sing the record and where they want to be to sing it, then all you do is support that. So if there's a, a theme, I suppose, that's emerging from all these interviews that I've done with the people who are nominated for this year's awards, it's probably one around mentorship because everyone seems to have come through under really strong mentors and you're no exception because, you know, you've done all this work with Flood. What are the really important things that you learned from that relationship? I've been asked this before, like what I've, uh, what you pick up from Flood, have you picked up some tricks and tips and stuff like that? And the biggest thing that I could ever say that 
I learned from being in the room with him a lot is how to talk to people and how to make people feel at ease and how to listen to everyone's ideas and give everyone their own space where they are allowed to they're allowed to explore and go wrong and get uh, and try stuff out and feel free to do that and how to encourage that environment because that's the most important thing that's probably more important than anything to do with any sound you can ever record like the most perfect drum sound you ever got but if you've got someone who's feeling a bit shy or unsure or uncertain about trying stuff then it it it's kind of a little bit wasted it's it's all about making sure that people are at ease in the studio it's it's so important isn't it what they call soft skills yeah just le- learning to deal with people yeah it's it's the, the it's the number one thing and i kind of noticed that quite early on with flood and that's basically the main thing that i ever paid attention to was just like how he was n- navigating these situations in the studio and sometimes Sometimes you've got members of the band who've got differing opinions and it's how you navigate that and make sure that everyone is heard and and, um, and has tried what they need to try so that you're moving towards the common goal. Amazing. Well, it seems to be working pretty well so far. So congratulations on the nomination and, and best of luck on the night. Um, is there anything else that you've got coming out soon that we should be listening out for that you're allowed to talk about? Oh, if I, I can't quite talk about it yet, but there's something very exciting coming up. <laughs> it's just unfortunate of when we're when we're when we're talking i've tried to think what else i've been doing i've just been i've been lending a hand with some stuff with an artist called chili jesson um i've been doing some drums for uh, some tracks that he's got coming up just get enge- that's engineering stuff but the 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 most exciting project that I've got at the moment I still can't talk about at the moment so <laughs> mum's the word <laughs> it's been amazing to talk to you Cecil thanks very much for coming on the show and um, best of luck on the night oh, thank you very much thanks for having me thank you for listening and be sure to check out the show notes page for this episode where you'll find further information along with web links and details of all the other episodes oh And just before you go, let me point you to the soundonsound.com forward slash podcasts website page where you can explore what's playing on our other channels.